Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today I got the Butcher and the Blade making their Talk is Jericho debut. Andy Williams, Big Andy, and Pepper Parks talk about their journey to AEW, their dynamite debut uh, from under the ring, and where they fit into the stacked tag team division of AEW. Uh, you guys might know Pepper Parks from his time at Impact as Braxton Sutter. He talks about that in his 20-year career in wrestling, mostly on the indie scene. And Andy Williams, of course, the guitar player for Every Time I Die. They've got a new album they're hoping to release this fall. He talks about what it's been like for the band during COVID, when they might be able to get back on the road, much like Fozzie. Andy came late into wrestling. You hear why? What finally got him to train seriously and make a real attempt at a pro wrestling career. You also hear how these two guys from Buffalo, New York, ended up as a tag team. What inspired the Butcher and Blade gimmick? Lots of great stories coming up with the Butcher and the Blade. Starting now on Talk is Jericho. All right, so uh, it's the return of Pepper Parks to talk as Jericho. Yeah, number two. And then <laughs> yeah. Big Andy, uh, Butcher and the Blade are here. Hi. After the, the shit show of the talking shop, <laughs> which I don't even know if we can ever use it because the levels were so bad and Gallows was screaming and Chad's mic just turned off, so you might never hear it. I was going to say, if, if Gallows like, walked in the door right now to do this podcast, I'd probably just leave. <laughs> he's not going to let anybody talk, so what's the point? <laughs> You found the real uh, talking shop. Yeah. This is Talk is Jericho. <laughs> yeah, cool. different from talking shop. And uh, this is a podcast we've been talking about doing for a long time. Yeah. And my producer actually suggested it because she also produces the AW podcast. I nice. said that you guys' show was uh, the highest rated show or one of the highest rated shows. Yeah. Really? Was it? Yeah, it must have been some oh, kind of yeah. a computer glitch or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a computer glitch. <laughs> but yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. So so it's interesting because. And we got to know each other a little bit uh, on the on talking on the talking shop, yeah. but Andy uh, and we'll we'll go into this yeah. when you were first coming in. I got calls from Scotty and a couple of the cats like, "Hey, my friend Andy's coming in. Yeah, you got to take care of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. also uh, a, a musician, guitar yeah. player. And oh, every time I die, we got to specify this right now. This is the butcher, and the dude with the deeper voice is the blade. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Andy's I have voice like, doesn't really match. Doesn't match like. my body. <laughs> It was actually on that AW podcast. Like most of the People comments were, were "Oh, out. I thought that that guy's voice was that guy." Yeah, not <laughs> I got like a weird little tiny voice. So. Yeah, the, yeah, the twice the size. But you both yeah. got the total Buffalo accents, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we say like anything that is supposed to be like an E is an A, like Wegmans instead of Wegmans. Like What's we have Wegmans, Wegmans <laughs> grocery store. Wegmans is a grocery store in Buffalo. Just Wegmans at all. Wegmans. Yeah. I, it's just because I know that that's how I say it. So I was trying to figure out one that I could say right that would make sense. But if you're from Buffalo, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got it. But you guys have had a great run here. Thanks. But when you originally came in, it's not like you were you weren't signed instantly right away. It yeah. was like for me. I mean. In 20 years, this is my first full-time job in wow. pro wrestling. Yeah, so it was the a first national contract yeah. full-time job. Wow. Yep. And then, so that with me and him, and it wasn't with AEW. It wasn't just like, oh, they like us and they signed us. Mm -hmm. Like it was no. It was like they liked us. Like they told us they were going to bring us in in a couple months. So you're always like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And then it was like, you know, we did that. And then they're like, okay, come back next week. Okay, come back next week. So and how did you get hooked up here in the first place? Cody. Cody. Yeah. We, Did you see you on a show or something? Yeah. We uh, wrestled in Ottawa, in Canada for C4. Yeah. And uh, Cody worked, Cody and MJF tagged on the show. And Cody and QT were there and they watched us and hit us, and hit us up after that. And, and my wife, Allie, was already working here. Mm -hmm. So then they came up with yeah. the idea to put us all together and all that stuff. What's funny, though, is that Uno and Stu, our friends, like told 
them to watch other people on the show, not us. They told them to watch like other people on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was like their that was like their hometown oh, show. Right, so you gotta and check I out didn't this find guy's, out yeah. until like later, and I was like, "What the f- man?" Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey man, thirty nine. I've been trying to get a job in wrestling for <laughs> yeah, yeah. nineteen years. <laughs> That's crazy. So your first full time contract, in yeah. twenty years, yeah, right. Which, I, I, like, I was I was signed. I'm not taking digs or anything. Like no, I, I was signed at Impact it. for a little bit. Right. It's just the like I still had to like yeah, yeah, personal trainer same, and Uber right. drive and yeah, financially it wasn't a full time. But Andy, so how long had you been working? I think I'm on the verge of seven years. Like, wow. but you got to remember that like the first three years I was touring full time. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't like like the first year you're supposed to wrestle. You're just taking matches and matches and matches. I was taking matches whenever I could. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like. I think after my first year of wrestling, I probably only had like 15 matches. Well, let's you talk know? about this a little bit. Because, so you're in Every Time I Die, and it's funny because you're the guitar player. Jim Ross said you were the bass player. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. no, he's oh, the guitar right. player. All the time. Then I started second-guessing myself. Is he a bass player? No, he's a yeah. guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. So Every Time I Die, a very popular band at, at, a, at a certain level. Yeah. Uh, not an arena-level band, but still drawing thousands of people in the For right sure. markets, right? Especially, imagine, in Europe. Yeah. Is that, we do... That, Mainland Europe, not so much. Mm-hmm. UK, UK, yeah. very well. That's the same as us. Northern, like in like Finland and stuff like that. Like Finland, Sweden, Norway, we do okay. Denmark, we do okay. Holland, we do okay. And then anytime you drop in there, it's a crapshoot. You don't like. Yeah. There could be there a thousand people at the show or forty three. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's wild, and yeah. I. It's funny because like it made me not appreciate Europe. Because I was like, man, why don't they see what everybody else sees? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we put on a pretty sick live show, blah, blah, blah. Like, the music's okay. Like, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think we're doing an okay job. And then, you know, you have your managers and your booking agents saying like, oh, this is the one. This tour is going to be great. And it's like, Always, yeah. after our last tour over there, after we did like mainland Europe, it was just like, okay, we've been trying this for 23 years. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Like, it, no longer are you going to come to us and say like, Hey, this is the tour. Like, dude, it's 23 years. Yeah. We tried for 23 years. Yeah. It's okay. We're going to, we'll, we'll do, we'll go back to we, Germany every once in a while. We had this conversation before. It's the same yeah. with Fozzie. We're like, you know, okay, Valken's got you. Like, Valken's had us three times. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. And then we got, you're playing Valken on a, on a Sunday and you've got a Berlin and on a Tuesday and there's going to be a sellout of 117 people at, yeah. you know, Schlotsky's <laughs> yeah. schnitzel bar. And I'm like, I'm not going back to Schlotzky's schnitzel yeah, bar. I don't care. That. I mean, I care about Valky, but I totally get of what course. you're saying. There's only so many times you can beat it to where you're like, dude, yeah. enough's and enough, it's, right? It, and this is like, if you're from Germany and you're listening to this and you're an Every Time I Die fan, I don't mean that you guys suck. I just mean that we've tried so many times. You don't have the right promoters that yeah, and it's it, and, yeah. and it's just, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean we hate Germany. It's just, dude, for 23 years, we've tried Austria, Germany, yeah. and Belgium. And it's just, it's it's so inconsistent. And at this point, like, dude, and you know how it is. Like, even you've been touring for as long as like our bands have been touring after 23 years, like break evens can't happen. If you're going to make, if you're not going to make money, I'm not leaving my house. There's, there's reasons to do break evens though. If it's really worth it. If Iron Maiden calls, we'll do it. There you go. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) You know? So, so let me ask you this though. You mentioned every time I die for 23 years and wrestling for seven, what finally made you, obviously, something you've always wanted to do or made you finally get into the business? The funny thing is, is I started training before he did. Really? So, yeah, when I was a kid, I started training and... In Buffalo? 
in uh, Niagara Falls, Hamilton. right? It was like right over the border, like oh, Hamilton, yeah. Ontario. It was like yeah, okay. in Burlington. Gotcha. And it was it was awesome, but then I ended up tearing my ACL. So like, <laughs> I tore my problem. ACL, right? And it was six months into training, and it literally was like, okay, man, I'm a guitar player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it was something opened up in Buffalo. There was like a no, I got. That I was, started. That, I started training with Josh Barnett. Yeah, that's not to skip ahead, but that was the big game changer. Was like we Huge. never had a ring in a school in Buffalo, yeah. and one just opened up. I'm terrible at time. Maybe six years ago yeah, or something. Yeah, about like that. six. So that was like a big for him. Josh Barnett. No, no, no. no, no. So, no. But just, I, I was. But he was training with Josh before. Gotcha, I was gotcha. training with Josh, and it was like it was like more for like catch stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of grapple heavy stuff, and we would work some pro wrestling stuff in there. So like I was get I wasn't getting what is what I do now I was getting more of like a shoot right uh, you know it's like shoot you have to expect that yeah which is awesome you know what I mean right and it's cool that I have that context but then when that ring opened up like he had said yo why don't you just come and train with us and then that's when the big picture kind of like happened where I was like oh okay cool like awesome let's go like I was at a point in time where like I was content with being just the guitar player in a band. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to like work out anymore. My body felt like shit. Uh, you're a big guy. From touring. Right. It was just like, and it's a matter of just not sleeping. You know what it is? Like it's that, hard being on the that road, That lifestyle is yeah. messed up. You Late night I mean? food. If you want to drink, you can. I mean, it's just, it's just the exact opposite of, of yeah. what we're supposed Health. to be doing. And, that, yeah. but that, and the funny thing is, is that like at our level, like everyone thinks touring is like oh my god you're like partying non-stop and it's like well no like i have to drive at night like so when the show's over i have to get in the van and drive mm. and like most places we're driving to you either you're, you not driving, can't, you're not driving like an hour away but you can't and you can't it's like one of those things where like you can drive you can stay there and get a hotel but then you have to get up at 6 a.m Mm. and then drive the rest of the way and it's right. like do you want to do that right, yeah. or do you want to drive halfway do you want to drive all the way so you're not like sleeping and it, you're not partying it's mm. it's like there's days you have like days off and you have days where like you play chicago and the next day you play like detroit or something like that so that's like a, a smaller but drive. if you're not traveling in a bus then people might not know you're driving the van or someone yeah, yeah, in the yeah. van is driving or one oh, of the yeah. guys the, driving and, and then nobody wants to go to sleep it's like being on the road with the boys yeah you absolutely. don't want to trust somebody and go to sleep in the back seat you know at three in the morning on a snowy road in freaking rochester yeah and also it's like we all live in in that that like fomo like fear of missing out yeah. so like if <laughs> right. you fall asleep in the back seat and someone's like listening to a cool podcast and everyone's like <laughs> listening like you don't want to fall asleep because it's like everyone's kind of involved yeah and, camaraderie uh, now let's talk about what finally made you get into wrestling but before we do breakfast is the most important meal of the day but that doesn't mean it has to be boring new no, breakfast can be healthy and fun and make you feel like a kid again just get magic spoon magic spoon cereal has all the flavors you love but without all the bad stuff check this out zero grams of sugar 13 grams of protein and only four net carbs in every serving you get a delicious nutritious breakfast for 140 calories a serving Magic Spoon cereal is keto-friendly, gluten-free, soy-free, GMO-free, low-carb, and even better news, my favorite flavor, the blueberry flavor, is back in stock, baby. I think my I might have single-handedly sold it out. It's my favorite. It's the flavor I order the most. And now you can get it, too. And if blueberry isn't your thing, you could try cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon, 
Build your own custom box and do what my kids do. Mix the cocoa and peanut butter and have your own peanut butter cup breakfast. How great is that, right? And you can enjoy Magic Spoon in Canada as well. Hey, Magic Spoon is finally shipping to the Great White North. So build your custom box and join in the nutritious breakfast fun now. Go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Grab some blueberry or build a custom bundle of cereal, a box of your own, a custom box of your own. Be sure to use my promo code Jericho at checkout to save $5 off your order. The offer is good in both the U.S. and Canada, but if you use my promo code Jericho at checkout only, don't forget about that. So go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Use the promo code Jericho to get 5 bucks off your order, and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that they back it with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't love it like I do, Magic Spoon will refund your money, no questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Use the promo code Jericho at checkout and get $5 off today. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for supporting Talk is Jericho and being the breakfast of La Champion. What finally got you to get into wrestling, though, like you said, after seven years ago, what was the final straw where it was like, dude, I want to do this? I think it was, and I'm not blaming this. If anything, this is a great catalyst, but it was two, I have two brothers in the band, and both of them started oh, wow. settling down. And um, they he started. They're not his brothers. They're no, 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 just, no. They're, no. Singer like and they're, they're brothers. two brothers. My bros, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And they were both like getting married, buying houses, having kids. And it. I kind of was like, well, the band's going to slow down. And if the band's going to slow down, everyone else has a pivot except for me. Mm-hmm. So like our singer, like he writes for like different magazines. He writes for Comedy Central. You know what I mean? He he does stuff like ghost writes stuff all the time. Who's the cat in your band that plays with Scott in the... Keith, the, that's the singer. What's the band called? Uh, Damn Things. Damn Things, right. Yeah, oh, so yeah, Keith yeah. plays in Keith's that band Keith's the too. singer gotcha. of that band, yeah. And like, so he does stuff. Our other guitar player Jordan's like Jordan's an, artist, an artist, right? And he's insane. Like he's a an illustrator. Gotcha. So like he gets, he's done like Bill like Fall Out Boys like like he's artwork gigs, and stuff. Yeah. He's insane. You know what I mean? Right. Our bass player is Which has the ATM gimmick. He's just like he just knows how to make money. It's just one of those things. Hustler, he yeah. he owns he's business, thirty. He's a business savvy guy. Thirty two exactly. ATMs in the Buffalo area. He owns thirty two. Thirty two ATMs. In the so Buffalo if you have area. to pay a dollar twenty five oh, fee, yeah. he gets yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> dream Most is to, a dollar twenty-five we, anymore. They're we all should like, open up an ATM. Yeah, it's, 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 it's easy, the right? The problem you is just loaded up with money, and that's it. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to have the capital to like <laughs> yeah. fill those. So, is like that his money that he puts oh, in yeah. there. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It I is, guess that makes it sense. Is, right? It is interesting yeah. to talk about how it works. Yeah. Uh, remember, I was asked. I was like, "Do you?" I was like, "Do you have like a gun when you go and like load these?" And he was like, "I probably should, but I don't." Wow. I never even thought about that before. It's crazy to think. So, anyways, anybody, everybody has something else. He just had something, and I was like, "Oh man!" And we were doing like a podcast at the time, and I had my foot. You guys were friends. Yeah, 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 big time. We've been yeah. friends. Like he went to high school with the dudes in my band. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, so I've known him. Strange. I, like I, I knew the other guys actually better than Andy because I went to high school. With everybody besides him, mm. and then I mean, we always we knew each other like through acquaintances. But then, like pretty much like once he got into wrestling, we started spending gotcha. more time together. Yeah, and it was funny because we had like I had a backyard fed and he had a backyard fed <laughs> yeah, we had at like the same fed. time. But he was on the one side of the city and I was on the other side of Buffalo. What was your backyard fed called? Mine was Extreme Gratwick Wrestling because that was the uh, that was the neighborhood that I Part of town? In. How about you? That was so HCW, Hardcore Wrestling. Very, very creative. <laughs> yeah, mine was the BTWF Big Time Wrestling Federation. And yeah, <laughs> and it was huge. Yeah. It was big time. It was. Of yeah. course it was. Yeah. Very yeah. big time. So you guys knew each other from, from high school at that time frame? Yeah, yeah. And, but the thing is, is that they like – 
they got really serious. Like they, they had a ring and they were like renting out like venues and stuff. And like, I remember like going to shows and being like, Oh my God, like my friends suck. Like we're all like, we're wrestling in a backyard with like nothing, but like going and garbage picking. And then these dudes were like, they had a ring and I was, it was crazy. And I had already at that time I had started training. So like, I was going up and in training in like an actual ring and stuff. And I was like, these guys, they have a ring, man. Like I need a ring. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. It was my buddy just brought this up the other day. Like I would, you know, like back then, like I moved away to wrestling school in 99 and like, and you're up, you end up in uh, Kentucky, but Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That was like less Thatcher in Cincinnati. Yeah. But so like me and my buddy that did the backyard wrestling, like we, at that time we were real kayfabe about it. Like we didn't tell any, like, we didn't show up to wrestling school and be like, oh, yeah, we do backyard wrestling. Oh, yeah, of so course. We, we know what we're doing. Yeah, it's almost a detriment. We, yeah. Yes, we didn't tell anybody. We were just real. I feel like it's more open now, guys talk about it more. Mm-hmm. But back then, yeah, you didn't want to tell yeah, anybody. branded you with the wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. So so you knew him and you decided now it's time to get into it. Yeah. And it was, it, it was funny. Like, he has every attribute to teach me to be the, the best professional wrestler I can possibly be, right, as a trainer. But then there's like little things that he'll throw at me that are like little like life lessons things. And it's cooler because I'm older and I always liked the fact of like never being jaded and being like, I still to this day, like Marco will say something and I'll be like, oh my God, that was like so profound. <laughs> Instead of being like a jaded old dude, I try to always be, I, I don't know, like I, I like being, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, Well, I mean, someone, like you're saying like someone in I wrestling. I like being driven by younger people. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone in wrestling might be younger than you, but they might have more experience. But like, so. so I was like, I was doing the thing where like, I was trying to look the way I look on stage so that like every time I die fans would come to the show and be like, oh my God, Andy's an ass beater. Like yeah. I saw him wear that outfit on stage like last week and now he's like kicking the shit out of Puff. In what, what are you wearing though? What are you wearing on stage? So I was just wearing like a pair of like gray like chino pants, like, like what jeans I would and wear. a cutoff shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was it. You're in a, you're in a thrash core yeah. band. What are you wearing? Yeah, yeah. that's I'm wearing I mean. a suit of armor. It wasn't like cool. <laughs> it was just like I looked like a dude. You know what I mean? Like, but it's hard though. And this is something I was going to say. Like I know from from, from it was kind of reverse for me wrestling first than Fozzie, yeah. even though I've been a musician much longer. When Fozzie started, people thought, oh, they didn't take it as seriously because they thought, oh, it's just some kind of a Jericho throwaway thing yeah, or whatever. side project. Side project. And I realized early on that wrestling fans wouldn't necessarily become Fozzie fans just because I was in the band. Absolutely. Yeah. Was it reverse for you? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So and it, my whole point of it is like I love professional wrestling as, like so much. Yeah. And like earlier today, like I was talking about pro, like just pro wrestling in general and like someone literally was like, Man, oh, it was Scorp. Yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry to bury you, Scorp. <laughs> he goes, he'll never listen to this. <laughs> he, he goes, uh, he goes, man. He's like, it's crazy how much you love professional wrestling. I wish I still did. <laughs> and I was like, well, you guys like have done this for so long, and you've seen so many things. But like, for me, I look at wrestling like I look at songwriting because it really is close to songwriting. How do you mean? There's always going to be an intro. There's going to be bridges. There's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you, when you're put, you know, when you're actually putting a match together, it's like writing a song. I've said that many times. It, but it's oh, true. Am I not right though? Yeah. It's totally like that. And any way you look at it, if you're going to call like an all Japan match, like style match, 
there's going to be a there's going to be an intro there's going to be a bridge there's, like a there's going to be a chorus you know what i mean and there's going to be a breakdown i told sasha banks and charlotte that you know you want to make your match i was yelling at them for something because they did something that really pissed me off i don't have to get into it but i said you want to write your match like you write stairway to heaven for sure it ends with a big crescendo and there's and they're looking at me like have you ever heard stairway to heaven and they're like uh, we think so i'm like okay <laughs> how about paradise city by guns and roses I think we know that one. I said, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, never do, mind. do what you want. I, I tried. Exactly. <laughs> but it's totally. Never mind. I'm glad that you like see what I'm it's saying. It's true. Yeah. Like that. And it's, it's a great like, point. So when I think of wrestling and even like all the stuff that happens not in the ring can still be looked at as music because you're, you're it's basically. All, it's all part of the story. Absolutely. You know? There's guitar solo. The theme music, the, the, yeah. the entrance, and, and, everything. Yeah. And you're like, and you know how it is. Like you're a singer of a band. Like. When you gotta cock the walk, that's also wrestling. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in right. that just, just in the that way regard. Carry yourself. Yeah, exactly. So like, for me, it's still like I'll watch a match, dude. I, I watched a match on Dark. I think it was like John Schuyler versus Cesar. Uh, I think. Not Cesar. It was last week's. Anyways, John Schuyler and uh, John Silver. That's what it was. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, that was like such a that was a thrash match, or you know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. it, it just was like straight to the point. You don't really need any, you know, it was like intro, like intro, chorus, bam, bam, finish, boom. And Done. it was like, Fuck yeah, man. Like it was a Slayer song. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was killer. It, and it, like when I say that to people, though, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking mm. about. And it's it's crazy to me that like if you can actually look at a wrestling match that you love and then find a song that like goes with it, it'll make so much more sense to you if you can put a song with it and like, it's kind of cool what we do because like when dudes make like highlight films, if there's like a Chris Jericho highlight film and they'll put a song to it, like that guy literally went through all this mm. stuff to make you look cool with a song that he thinks fits you. Fits that vibe. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is so cool, man. I think that like for me, I like that's why I still love wrestling and I'm never going to, if I wrestle for 20, which I'm 43, there's no chance I'm going to wrestle for 20 years <laughs> getting into this late. But like, it's, I don't know. I, I just want the world to know that like, and I'm in the works. I have this idea that I want to do. I don't know if I want to do it like in podcast form or like almost like vlog form where I actually like find a wrestler that I like, make a highlight film discuss it and then put music to it where i'm like this is why i put music to this mm. this is this guy is so funky he's herbie hancock and <laughs> this is the song right you know what i mean yeah. and then you, when you see it you go oh my god i get it like this dude is funky mm. you know what i mean and then you can kind of put like a a vibe behind something that people wouldn't normally see you know because there's matches like i i heard you outside like talking about like deathmatch wrestling and like there's death matches where you could put a Cannibal Corpse song to it. Oh, absolutely, because they fit hand in hand. Oh, wild. Yeah. yeah. And then it makes it just that much better. You know what I mean? Right. All right, let's hear how the two of you teamed up to become the Butcher and the Blade. I love that name. Love the gimmick. We'll get to that, but first I want to share a little side message about Diamond Dallas Page and DDPY program. It was DDP's uh, birthday last week, so make sure you wish him happy birthday online. Uh, I want to remind you guys to check out Dallas's new documentary, Relentless. It's available on Amazon Prime. The inspiring story about how DDP created his life-changing DDPY yoga program. 
Um, I share my own DDP story in, in the documentary about my experiences with this yoga program. I know a lot of you longtime listeners have heard me talk about DDPY for years now. It's been over 10 years since I started using it. What it's done for my career, uh, how much it's helped me physically, mentally. I do DDPY whenever I need to, anywhere and everywhere I can. Backstage at AEW or at Fozzie gigs and hotel rooms, my own living room, my front yard. It's a killer workout you can do at your own pace as well. It's good for any age and skill level. And you don't have to be an athlete to do DDP yoga. And Diamond Dallas Page is so sure you'll love his DDPY program that you're going to get 20% off the DDPY app when you sign up for a free seven-day trial. Just download the DDPY app and get started. You'll get access to hundreds of workouts, live workouts from the DDPY Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia, and you'll get some personal motivation from DDP himself as well. You can connect a Bluetooth heart monitor to keep track of your workout data. You can stream the app to your TV so that you can do the workouts on your big screen. Just download the DDPY app today. You can get it for iOS or Android. I've got it on my phone. Then go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to sign up for seven days of free access to the DDPY app and take advantage of the 20% off the DDPY app and do it now. You get seven days for free and 20% off the DDPY app right now. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. And don't forget to watch the inspiring story of how Dallas created the DDPY program in the new documentary Relentless, available for free right now on Amazon Prime. Let Dallas and DDPY change your life like he has for thousands of people. Uh, get on the path to healthy living and stay there. Get in the best physical and mental shape of your life. Don't forget, start today at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Go do it now. When you mentioned, Pepper, that you, this is your first like you know, real big contract yeah. after so many years. How many years? 20. 20 years. Yeah. So what was it that made you want to team up with butcher it was nice for me because i'd been it was a nice change of pace because you're pepper I mean? parks and yeah yeah but right. like i have no problem admitting like pepper parks my name in um impact was braxton sutter it's just like braxton sutter right? yeah pepper parks braxton sutter the like 20-year journeyman i don't i don't think he was ever going to get a job so it was you know with we him to reinvent yeah it was yeah. i mean it was super we did these you know, we cool, both did these, yeah we did these cool characters and like you know it was it was like it was refreshing did you, know you I mean? sit down and say we got to come up with something or sure. were you doing the butcher ready and you were doing the blade no no together? that was no we came yeah. up with that all, all together okay so what was the mindset he's like okay i gotta get, do something with andy there was so, a yeah, conversation well like i think you were getting to this earlier too and it kind of plays into what 100%. we were talking about before but like one of the things i told him like because when he first started wrestling it's like, dude, everybody's going to book you. They're going to book you just because they don't even care if you're good or not. Right. They just want you Nothing. because you're Andy from Every Time Andy I Die. Every Time I Die. Yeah. yeah, and it was always the same thing. They would always have a guy come down and cut a promo about him, like, you're in my world now, uh, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And then Andy would choke slam him through a table, and it was always the same thing. It was literally the same thing. And I just told like, him, I was like, dude, if you want to get if you want to get away from that, like, you got to get wrestling gear. Like, you got to look like yes, a wrestler. look like a wrestler. Get wrestling tights. Get wrestling boots. You have like, to make the two separate. Absolutely. That's, Andy from Every Time I Die is different from... Well, that's yep. yeah. when we first got here. I was kind of very adamant about that first because I wanted to get away from like my old persona and like his. I was yeah. like, we re I really want to get these characters with Butcher and the Blade over. And then once we get established, then we can start dabbling into like, oh, he's also a musician and like, you know, Ellie and the Blade are really married and like right. all this stuff. Right. But at first, right. I just really want, you know what I mean? I really want to get those like the Butcher and the Blade are starting at AEW. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not... Pepper Parks. It's not my, Andy from every time I Two die. of my favorite things to hear are one, man, I've loved every time I die my entire life, and I've loved wrestling my entire life, and I just found out that you're the guitar Bingo. player. 
And that to me, I get that too. I love that. Dude, That's it's cool. my favorite thing. And my other favorite thing is I never tried wrestling until you started wrestling. I never tried watching wrestling until you started wrestling. Me? No, I'm saying me. Oh, I'm oh, saying I got like, you. I got you. In Until general. you started wrestling. So yeah, like if, yeah, a fan, yeah. if a Fozzie fan came gotcha. up to you and was like, hey, man, I never, I like your band. Yeah. But I never thought about watching wrestling. And then when I found out you were a wrestler, one I started watching wrestling. It and can, is so cool. The one that I hate the most, we just had it again. Well, I'll talk to you about touring in a second, but we've had a tour that's been postponed a bunch of times. And then the Pittsburgh show has been sold out since last year. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing because there's, there's, 10 tickets left and I always like keeping an eye on it because I like announcing the sellout yep. and I look at this thing in the ticket and it's like Chris Jericho former WWE superstar current AWC I'm like what I call her magic why am I still dealing with this yeah yeah after five top 30 hits yeah for sure shouldn't. and a gold record with Judas yeah and I'm still dealing with this and yeah. of course he flipped out and the gig is sold out yeah, yeah i don't need people still thinking because then they think i'm saying this oh yeah. he's resting yeah. on his laurels as a wrestler he guy that, yeah. and he, i'm sure that was the same for you to a certain point it's andy williams from every time i die versus john I think, no leave every time i die out of this yeah. i gotta live or die on being but that's yeah i think it was a matter of like and me being like a huge mark for japanese wrestling in general right like i wanted to look as basic as i possibly i wanted to look like a wrestler i didn't want to be the guy that was just like oh he play fights on the weekend right you know what i mean With and i was like shorts and a cutoff shirt or absolutely yeah. yeah and like when we were talking about it i was like i want black boots i want black knee pads i want black things and i know that's overdone and killed but i want to look like a wrestler i want to make sure that like there's no if if you want me to look like a wrestler if, if jesse wants me to look like a wrestler i want everyone to go Shit, that's what a wrestler looks like. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like things did change once you Absolutely. switched your gear up and stuff 100%. too. And I mean, I, I always give him credit for the actual characters of the Butcher and the Blade. Like he is pretty much his creation. And we saw we saw Mandy in the theaters together with Nicolas Cage, and that was a big influence. Crazy for us. movie, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we just like little pieces there, and then like we just this was his idea too. We were just saying like how our favorite wrestlers, like growing up, you know, they always wrestled. But then a lot of guys also had like like promo gear or like backstage gear, you know what I mean? So that's right. why we we did the we do the white outfits if right. we're not wrestling. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's and just, it was like that was but like when we knew we were coming back because we were locked up in New York because of the lockdown. We were yeah we were done. pandemic. We were, we were out for about two. And a half so months you guys were wrestling for wow, three months, right? Even without us, we were gone for three we months. Basically, just started at that. Like, point. I, was, I was I was just thinking we about that not too long ago. I think because I remember Salt Lake City was the last live show. I mean, March eleventh. There you go. <laughs> Never yeah. forget. So we, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we, you know, I think maybe we've been with the AW for like two months, but we'd only been signed for like not even a month, mm. and then COVID happened, and then we were home for like two and a half months. And that was a thing, like when you. So it was hear, crazy to go from that high to like. Gone, yeah. When you yeah. hear all the dudes who got let go at WWE, it was kind of hard for me to go. Oh my god! Like, obviously, AW is gonna like. Let some dudes go. Gonna we're gonna be, suit. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be the first on the because we're like our contracts are kind of the newest. The new so we, we're gonna do it. And like, dude, I I say it all the time. I've said it on I think every single podcast I've done. Tony Khan is the most punk rock dude there is. If you want to talk about punk, he doesn't even know it. Yeah. Like he has no clue that he's the most punk rock dude. He's the most punk rock dude. Now tell me why you say there that. <laughs> and I'm gonna. I, great analogy. I know that you you beep the f word on this no i don't do it okay. but i'll say this right now that motherfucker doesn't give a fuck about anything other than making this brand grow yeah putting out like a kick-ass product 
And I think that that him doing certain things like that, where he put his foot down and said, no, I'm not going to let dudes go. I'm going to. And he, mind you, he did let people go, but he didn't let let that many people go. He let the people go who couldn't travel here. Basically, and not even all of them. And that's no. understood. Half those Japanese chicks are still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But like, it's insane that that dude did that. Mm. And like for three months, dude, I had my bills paid. Every time I died, I was not paying the bills. Right. Because we were not touring. Tour. We were not doing anything. So he paid my bills for three months and he didn't have to. And I am, I don't know if this is for certain, but at that time, I don't know if he was like hyped on us as much as he is now. Now, right. Do you know what I mean? And like, so That's a great point. when we were coming back after that three months, I knew we were going to be the crowd. I knew we were going to be in the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Like he has nothing for us. It's not like we're coming back and he's like, Hey guys, I got like yeah, six weeks of story right. stuff for you. You know? But by the way, we needed people in the crowd too. Oh, yeah. It was very important. So Absolutely. I was like, if he's going to put us on camera, I want to stick out. Yep. So let's change it up. Let's all wear white and make it look weird. And that's well, so what we did. Little angle too. is like, you know, when you think of like butchers from a butcher shop in a movie, like they always have white. They always have the apron with the white mm-hmm. and the stains. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh man, they're doing like a clockwork orange thing. And it was like, cool. But okay, okay, maybe. Gene, Gene Simmons told me, always look like a star. Even when you're not Absolutely. on TV. When you're on TV, you, bet, and it, you guys look like stars. Because yeah. like, like you said, you look kind of like butchers combined with like dock workers. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you're going to take the meat off the ship and then you're going to butcher it yeah. and cut yeah, it up throw it over the shoulder but here's, here's something for you are you an you're an you're obviously an action movie course, yeah, fan yeah. from the 90s yeah like early 90s late 80s roadhouse is my like it's the easiest one for me to to use put as an over analogy yeah. because the bad guy uh oh ben gazara ben gazara so he is the bad guy yeah his local crew couldn't get it done Right. So then he had to get the weird like dude wearing like a bone necklace with a dangly earring and a boot knife to come in. They don't, they don't explain any of it. No, great point. That's a great point. He comes in, he beats some ass a little bit. He gets over a little bit on uh, Swayze yeah. and then Swayze has to rip his throat out. Right. So like when I was, when we were putting the characters together, I was like, I don't want to explain why I have a monocle. I don't want to explain why you wear a mask because it's never explained. And all I want to do is be the weird specialty heavy from 90s action movies. We're like, oh, they're going to call the butcher and the blade from Milwaukee. And then all the local guys are like, holy shit, what? They're going to call those? I heard this about those guys. Another uh, Desperado. They couldn't get Antonio Banderas, so they called in Danny Trejo and he had the knives and stuff. And it's funny because call in like somebody else. It's an early 70s James Bond gimmick. 100%. Always a side villain besides the villain. Besides the main guy. Mr. Wint and Mr. Quint. We we don't want to be the main guys. We want to be the side guys. guys. They call in. And we're technically meant to lose, right? Get over a little bit, then we go under. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You know what I mean? And that's what the characters are. And it. When we when people come up and they're like, "Why do you have a, a monocle?" and it's just like, "I don't know, man. I I have a monocle." But yet, that's what people are talking. About. I remember it's like, "You never, you can't, you can never trust anybody with a monocle." For exactly. sure, like number one. Exactly. Yes. What I always thought too, like like when when I first saw you guys, cause it was a great gimmick and it's a great name too, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, you know, the bees. And the, wrestling's always been great with the uh, words with the same, you know, whatever that's called, a synonym or whatever hell it's called. And I just remember looking, okay, like Andy is. Like, he looks like he came right out of 1978, mm-hmm. 
You name the territory: Calgary, <laughs> yeah. Dallas, Portland, <laughs> Florida. I to look like Dick Murdoch, and nobody looks like that with yeah. the big stash. And then, of course, there's a monocle. Why wouldn't you have a monocle? You're yeah. this old school heel. Exactly. It was, and then of course, combined with 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 Jesse with the blade, who's got the the build, the muscle. It's, yeah. It was just a great look of two guys, like you said. We're gonna bring. Oh, really? Yeah. Bonds yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're bringing the butcher and the blade. And exactly. The oh, name no. itself is just like, yeah, I'm gonna pummel you, and he's the guy who's cut and sharp in right. the ring. Right. Ah, right. I'm an go. ugly monster, Molar, and he yeah. is the precision. Do you know what I mean? And like, when people are like, that's a stupid name. That's a stupid name. And like, dude, I don't want. I don't no. want to explain it to you, man. Thank you for your book. Like, there's really no such thing as a stupid name. Like, he's no. like Def Leppard. I'm in a band called Fozzie. Yeah. You know what? At first, like, what? And then you go to our show, everybody's chanting, Fozzie, Fozzie, whatever. I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kiss, Metallica, makes no fucking sense. Exactly. But Butch and the Blade does make sense because when you guys first even came to AEW, because Cody mentioned he was bringing you guys in, because you guys did something where you... We started off with an angle with him. Basically, someone brought you in to face him, right? Uh, I'm Jeff. Right, so there you go. Yep. The main villain brings in the Butcher and the Blade, and right off the bat, well, that's a cool-sounding name, and then seeing you guys, because... We had never met before. Yeah. It was like, this is great. Like, I thought you guys had been around, except for I knew that you weren't, but you could have been around for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. The way that it worked, you yeah. know? Yeah. That was an, another another credit to AEW is like, you know, they'd reached out to us a couple of months in advance. Like, I feel like you'll understand this. And I mean, they told us, they're like, yeah, you guys are going to debut and we're going to have you cut a You're going to be under the ring. You're going to cut a hole in the ring. And I was and I, like, I wanted to get excited, but I was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, happen, yeah. Right? it's, it's still change. like two months away. I was like, and like, we never heard anything else about it. Like even when we got here that day, like Where I found it, uh, Chicago, Chicago, yeah. And uh, that day, I remember asking someone, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it, it's so. It's, I forgot about this. So what did you guys do? They, Cody worked a squash, right? And then right after, it was cool. They did it right after they they. Oh no, we they they dimmed the lights bef- during his entrance because Cody has the dark entrance. Mm-hmm. We scooted under the ring real quick, and then like my you know. Again, this is my first huge opportunity. So I'm like, how are we gonna cut the how are we gonna cut the thing? Like, what if I go and it pulls my mask off or something? Like, but uh, they Dispenza was with us, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. So they had Dispenza go with us. I mean, he just did it no he's problem. Our production guys. Oh yeah, yeah, and then we just so easy. We, it was it was like the coolest. Shit. And if, if, cut through the thing and out you come. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and there it is. The funny thing yeah, was some weird gimp with a mask and then some big guy with a monocle. <laughs> we were like, I remember too, like going like that. It's bullshit. Like we're gonna end up just running down. Yeah, yeah. and like you know, like that. And then, dude, anything that dude says comes true. What's well, kind of our mo here? Like yeah. we we don't really change. I mean, things change and morph naturally. But when we have an idea in mind, it always happens. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's not a lot of other companies change constantly and and, move. and I always equate it to have said it a million times. If if you want me to draw a picture of a cow, I can draw a picture of a cow. Mm-hmm. We might change the spots in the cow. We might give the cow a mustache. We yeah. might put humps on the cow, but it's still a freaking cow. It's still yeah, a yeah. Jasper, If yeah. you change and say, okay, I don't want this cow, I want you to change it into a giraffe. It's like, well, I just, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. So we, if the plan was for you to come to the ring, it's like, damn it, we're going to get there. Yeah. You know? And it would like to put this on Cody too, man. Like it was his idea and like he was willing to die on a shield with it. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, when we came out of that hole, it wasn't like the place erupted. No, it was. They didn't know who you were. They didn't no, knew who the hell we, we, were. I mean, we did. You know, we did indies for a couple of years, but we never did Chicago. Right, and, and you know, that's and that's how he came out wearing like an "Every Time I Die" shirt. Like, hey, this is who I am. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was a weird response. Yeah, it was weird. And then like, <laughs> plus the, we were heels. Yeah. The awesome part is though is like 
and I tell this, and I, I don't know if you ever got into this, but like as wrestlers, like I haven't dealt with this for 20 years. I've only dealt with this for seven. Mm. You've dealt with this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you guys have been told numerous times how this is going to happen and then it gets pulled out from under your feet. And there's a thing with like wrestlers, especially like dudes like him, where they dwell on the negative. Mm. And they always dwell on the him and Eddie dwell on the negative. Eddie Kingston? Yeah. Well, all, once again, another guy all say, the time been around for but years that never got the forever, big yeah, shot. Right? They've yeah. been told, like, oh, man, just, this is have, your opportunity. We have so many years of no under yeah. our belt. Yeah. 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 And or like, of, of the disappointment. Yeah, yeah. for oh, sure. Plenty of those. And there was, like, a point in time where, like, Eddie, Jess, and Laura, all their confidence was down. And it, whatever it was at the Laura time. Laura is Allie. Allie, yeah, gotcha. sorry. All their confidence was down. And, like, I started trying to pay it. I always pay attention to the small details of positivity. Always. If you ever are bummed out, come to me. I will get you in the right spot. <laughs> I'm the most positive. I try to be the most positive yeah. person. And I told them, I was like, hey, guys, like a year and a half ago, did you guys think you'd be on TV for 13 weeks straight? And they were like, what? And I was like, we've been on TV for 13 weeks straight. And then it ended at 19. Yeah, so that's, like that's for we, four months. We were on every Dynamite for about four wow. months. Yeah, the Butcher was, and the Blade and the Bunny were on TV for four and, months straight. And, and I don't. It, whatever you want to say about us, if you want to think we're jobbers, we lost or whatever like that, we were on TV for four months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I started telling them that. Like at the end of the day, I'd be like, guys, hey, it's been seventeen weeks, eighteen weeks, nineteen weeks. Hey, like a little, little more rail booster. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I always, I try to do that as much as possible because I don't like seeing people down. And especially the people that I care about, which I care about everybody here. Mm-hmm. So if I see someone have a bad match or something happens in a match, it's just like, dude, you have a million other matches that you're going to have in your life. Why are, don't dwell on that? Right. Who well, cares? I, I think here, I think like a big thing, like, I mean, honestly, Chris, like to see like you always have a smile on your face mm-hmm. here. And if a guy like you is walking around here with a smile on his face and having a good time, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody should be having a good yeah. time. You know what I mean? Because well, that's, it trickles from the top. You know what I mean? So like. Well, like I said, I just talked to somebody yesterday, exact same thing, what you guys are talking about, having some issues. And I was like, dude, think about all the TV time you're getting. And I said, you know, it always washes, comes out in the wash at the end. How often as performers do we get to do everything that we want to do? Yeah. Hey, I would love to be touring with Metallica and Fozzie yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a chance, maybe I won't, but it doesn't mean that you have to be angry because you're not. Exactly. No. Don't ever be angry about what you're not doing. Yes. Be happy with what you are doing. Yeah. yeah. Gratitude. Right? Exactly. That's absolutely it. That's is, absolutely it. Like I, the the one I always in my head I always go with is I mean I can honestly say there's no other job on planet Earth I would rather have right now than being a wrestler for AEW. Mm-hmm. And, it's incredible. You know what I mean, like, man. How, that's how many people can say that. It, it's amazing. Now you mentioned you didn't get signed right away, uh, so let's talk about the catalyst that finally got you the contract with AEW. But first, I want to say a big thank you to Steven Singer Jewelers for making Talk Is Jericho possible this week. We love Steven Singer and his famous gold dip roses and his jewelry, and, of course, the great prices he offers as well. That's probably why his competition hates him so much. Steven makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better and easier. Most importantly, he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price always. I mean, have you ever wondered uh, if you're really getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? You just don't really like haggling or trying to make a deal. I know what you mean by that. 
then head to Steven Singer Jewelers because you won't have to negotiate or haggle. You get the perfect price period. You'll never pay more than the guy sitting next to you because here's a little tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just so they can mark it down so that you feel like you're getting a great deal, even if you're not. Uh, do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on what kind of pricing? Uh and do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on that kind of pricing and your negotiating skills? Uh-uh, not me. Uh, that's not the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you are guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond easy. Check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or buy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. So when you guys came in, I remember because we have certain tiers of deals here, and you guys had the same one that Luther had where yep. you brought in for five shows or whatever. Yeah. And then, So what was finally the catalyst that got you guys the signed? DDP match. Bash of the Beach. Yeah, we, uh, we did DDP's final match with them, and it was after that in Miami they signed us. At the restaurant at like two in the morning. So stressful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, dude, I had a flight to. I missed my first ever every time. Oh I yeah, show. yeah. That yeah. That's so man. that there was. It is a crazy we, story, man. Every time I died, I played Paris that night. And this is probably February of yeah twenty, right? Twenty. Yeah. 20. It was right before the cruise. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So they were already in Europe. They had like landed. Uh, they played a show the same night as Bash at the Beach. It was the first show that every time I died, I ever played without one. Wow. And I'm the only member that was Played on every stage show. for every show. And so the two guitar lineup, they just went to one guitar yeah. for the night. Yeah. And like it, dude, Jordan's great. Like yeah. it, he's one of the best guitar players. He should get all the credit for every time I die. Cause he's right. Incredible. But still you weren't there. And I was, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it was weird. But at the same time, like they were so supportive they're like, dude, this is insane. You're wrestling DDP at Bash. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So is the band cool with now you yeah. have two games? And they were like, hey, like, go do it, man. Like, you know, and I, I thought that was cool. So we wrestled Bash the Beach. Yeah. They had a day off. That morning, I had to go straight to Denmark. So I flew from Jacksonville no, to Denmark. Miami. Miami. Miami to Denmark and then started my tour. Yeah, and you had did to because you brought your guitars with you and everything. Yeah, to, and then I had to, to fly right back How long back was your to tour? Work. It was like two and a half weeks. Like, it wasn't that long, but it was like wrestler dude, then going straight to Europe. I've been there, yeah. Into rock know, mode. It's nuts. You yeah, know? Yeah, I always wondered that for you guys. It has to be. It is. It's hard. You know, it's, it, be it, it's hard different. because, like you said, there is a difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I always say it's very hard to do both at the same time. Yeah. You know, I would think. That's one thing. I, the same boat I didn't even get there because we hadn't toured yeah. since AW started our last tour where we did the big Iron Maiden stadium show in LA and we did a tour around that was September October of 20 yeah and October 2nd of 20 is when eight, or 19 19 September yeah. October of 19 crazy so I we've never had a tour yeah. during AW so I'm like I'm don't know how we're like we, we, <laughs> yeah. we've set up the tour now so we have every tuesday wednesday off yeah gotcha right this is just in the states so same. i can still make the show but it's yeah. gonna be weird going from rock guy to wrestling guy to rock yep. guy you know yeah. and that's the same thing like the band like we have an agreement where tuesdays uh some tuesdays i'll have off and then wednesdays i always have off Do you tour a lot in the states all the time that's your big territory all the time I mean, dude, for 23 years, we never stopped gotcha. touring. Yeah, that was like, obviously not this past year, but the year before, their big one is they'll tour, and then they'll end the tour in our hometown, Buffalo, New York, and they'll play their big Christmas show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, 
yeah, I mean, it got so there's a new venue that opened up in Buffalo, and like now, now they're at the point where they they do two nights in a row because it sells out, and people come from all over the world. But a couple of years ago, when we first started doing all the AEW and the wrestling stuff, like the band, like to me, they were like they were super cool about it, and super like they it's were coming nuts, up to me man. and like really excited about it. It's so crazy to me. So how is it for you, conversely, when Andy has to go do a two and a half week tour, and that kind of puts you on ice in a way? Uh, it's never really. It hasn't really ever been a problem. Um, I I just felt really bad because not think about there's so much to that story. Like so that was our that was our our you know we knew the DDP thing. We're like we knew it was a big deal, and then he had to ask for his first show off like ever. And then you got and then they recorded an album after that. Yeah. So he so he would literally go from like the studio to the air like because the studio was right near the airport. He would come to this from the studio come to the airport we fly here and then literally we land and he'd go right back to the studio mm. and I, was, I, I just felt bad for him because you know I mean? I'm going home to sleep and, yeah, and right. off and I feel bad for my girlfriend man and, right. and she's such a trooper man she's like I couldn't like put her over more like she's my rock so like that there's definitely not a lot of girls there's who a, understand that schedule. Oh, no, my wife's one of them too. My, my wife should meet your girlfriend. My girlfriend Same thing. Will, <laughs> she'll tell me she'll be like hey pie chart you have a pie chart there's wrestling every time I die Hana yeah, your girlfriend's Hana. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, just remember, you know, yeah, and it, they, spread, it, spread it out. <laughs> there's times where like I'll get so focused in, you know, if, if I'm writing music, I'm so focused in on writing music, and at that point in time, it was like, I dude, I had a guitar in my hand or my wrestling trunks mm-hmm. in my hand, and that was it. And like I'd come home from tour, and she was she's a pro bodybuilder, she was getting ready for a show at this time, so like we were just running ourselves like ragged you know what i mean she was working out constantly like and she was dieting and like i would come home and i'd be like hi how are you okay it's good to see you okay i'll be right back and then pick my guitar up write a song and it it just was it was gnarly man and like now coming back to it i'm kind of glad that like in a sense, I'm kind of glad that you haven't toured with AEW yet because we're going to get to do this together yeah once we can get back to it like obviously our bands have to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. They've and been waiting around, yeah, yeah. Been dude, right. my guys, man. Like, I'm sure your dudes, man, just yeah. sitting at home and like we're lucky, we're fortunate. Doing gigs that can, but like you said, we have a job. Yeah, yeah. It never a, stopped for us. Thank yeah, God. I mean, we make sure to tell, like you know, Tony changes our lives. You yeah. know what I mean. That it, one in signing us and my wife and everything, and then and then. You know the amount of good care that he took care of us during COVID and everything. Well, another thing like, I was going to bring up too, and I've talked about, is that he kept the whole half the indie workers in America yeah. going by having dark and then they, yeah, and, 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 and now elevation. <clears throat> and people would complain sometimes about like some because they ran late, as you guys know. Oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. be here at two in the morning or two, hey. you know. And some people were getting. I'm like, dude, what are you fucking complaining for? Exactly. We work, we work twice Straight a week. Up. Yeah, exactly. You got and uh, if we have a week and a half off after this, if we have to stay up till two in the morning because some yeah, brothers and sisters are having some matches. And guess what? That's what our boss wants. So just go with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I told. Yeah. I literally told somebody today. I said, you know, Tony's the nicest guy in the world. He doesn't want people to be here not doing anything. Yeah. So he gives everybody a man. Yeah, and it's all. And when I brought that up to him when he was on our show, he's like, it's all part of the greater good. Like I'm not just doing this. Yes, out of the goodest margin extent, but it all builds our show. 100%. We're getting big ratings on these exact shows, so it all it's it's all oh, encapsulated. Yeah, it's Dude, all part of the process. I, I look at it this way too, man. And it like it it and I. I don't have this stance yet because I've only been doing this for a short amount of time, but it really grinds my gears when I see people not taking that shit seriously. And when we're on dark, like dude, I had a miserable match against Mox. 
Okay, let's talk about that match because it was a very uh, monumental one for you, very memorable for many reasons. But before we get into the details, a quick word about another awesome Talk is Jericho sponsor. I'm talking about Geico. I know all you guys listening either own or rent your homes for the most part. I know it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it so easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing as well because you already have so much to do around your house. Just go to geico.com. Get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Go check it out. Let's talk a little more about that dynamite match with uh, Moxley. Yeah. It was 100 degree weather. You had a singles match with Moxley. Dude, I just came back from COVID. Like that, I, that, I got cleared the day before. So like my lungs were still messed up. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have wrestled that match. I put myself in. It's also, I think that's probably like the third singles match he's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> what I recall was, I thought the match was good, but we had to edit some. For sure. Because you were really blown up, as yeah, we said, right? Win, man. And it, dude, it, I, I've never felt anything like that. You know what I mean? In my life. And like, if it was a 10 minute match, oh, that's awesome. It was a 20 minute match. Yeah. And like, I, dude, I was at home. I, I had no plane ticket. I was sitting at home. Uh, Mox had just wrestled Eddie on dynamite it was two in the morning i get a te- i get i wake up to take a piss and there's a text from mox that says i think it's you and i friday <laughs> and this is wednesday <laughs> like they had just like like dynamite had just aired i think it's us friday and i'm like what was that some kind of a friday taping that week yeah yeah and i was like this dude's got to be drunk. <laughs> like that's all I thought. I was like, he's got to be drunk, and he's texting someone. It's late. He yeah. doesn't know that he's texting me. <laughs> and then I wake up the morning, and Harrington was like, "Hey, uh, can you be in Jacksonville on Friday?" And I was like, "Oh my god, mm. um, I, I, I'm am I clear?" And then Doc Samson texts me, and he goes, "Yeah, you're clear right now." Mm. I was like, "Okay." He's like, "As soon as you get here, you have to get tested." So I get there, I test uh, negative. I had antibodies, which was sick. Right. But I still had COVID. And you still had the after effects. Ah, yeah. And it was 98 degrees that night. That was hard this summer. Oh, this whole summer working that weather. And it was just like I, that. I, will, I think I, let, I would prefer that over the cold. Good point. We've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll take the extreme heat <laughs> over the extreme cold. Oh, okay. So my two singles matches with AEW. One was against Mox. It was 90 degrees with oh, like yeah. 100% humidity. Right. Then my match with Pac. That was freezing and it was 30 <laughs> it was 27 degrees that night it was, it was very cold two extremes was, two de- different extremes it was definitely in the 20s or the and 30s. Like, it was very cold but here's the thing like most people would have got really i got frustrated in a whole other way with that mox match because i really wanted it you know what i mean and i know that me and mox would have great chemistry and it was so easy to call the match and everything like that i didn't take anything into consideration you know what i mean mm. i didn't take the heat into consideration i didn't take the fact that even though I didn't have symptoms of COVID, you had just had it. It still affected me. You know what I mean? And I was still fatigued. Whatever. And I'm not making excuses no, or whatever like that. It's true. But it was a it's rough. A fact, yeah. It was a rough one. And I remember like the Bucks, which the Bucks kind of have like this like weird sinister <laughs> care. Yeah. Where like their care for you comes the young Bucks way. So they came up to me like, dude, oh my god. We thought you were having a heart attack. And they were like kind of laughing about <laughs> yeah. it. And I was like, there's like, there was a shot where like we were overhead and you were holding your heart and you were purple. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, I well, first I, I take niacin before I go out. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just beat red and angry looking. 
So hopefully they're not ribbing you though. They're no, no, no. Concerned. They were, they yeah, were yeah, concerned, yeah, yeah. but yeah. they're concerned. I can see Nick Bucks Jackson way. saying that perfectly. Yeah, like laughing as he's laughing. And and I was like, I you know, and I I remember just after that match, I was so frustrated with the match that I was like, that's never going to happen to me again. And then I remember Tully telling me about this like crazy conditioning workout that he did, and I was like, tell me the conditioning workout because I'm going to do it every day. And he was like, all right, 30 minutes. You're going to set your timer for 30 or, or for 25 minutes. No, it was 20 minutes at first. And he goes, you're going to do 25 uh, squats every, uh, every minute, minute. For, every minute. for 20 minutes. Gotcha. And I was like, okay. And he's okay. So I started doing that. 20 minutes went by like real easy. Now I do 30 for 30. So I do 30, 30 squats for 30 minutes. Then I do 10 minutes of push-ups. Then I do uh, high knees for eight, uh, 10 minutes. At, 10 at minutes of push-ups is as many as you can? or It's just 12. 12 per minute. I tell you. Like, like you do it, and then when you're done, you, you rest no, the rest I, I of the minute. I can see why that would be tough. I'm yeah, telling you right now, yeah. it doesn't sound like a lot, but you're doing 160 push-ups. But you also lost like probably 20, 30, 40 pounds. After, since, I had to. I, dude, then, yeah. I never wanted to feel like that again. Yeah. And he, like he trimmed up, and then like the I, I think the biggest one was then him and Pac was awesome. That mm. singles match, that's I loved it. That I, I told him I was like, that's the best thing you've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, that was it was a big. There was just a big difference there. Right. And it, but but was, was, I think you know I made sure because Pac like I love the way Pac works, and Pac you know he didn't he didn't call a spot fest with him. You mm. know what I mean, it was yeah. just like I don't think is, we this is what we're doing. This is where we we're didn't going. call yeah. much at all. No, really, you know, what I mean? we caught, called a couple moments and then kind of just did everything out they, there. They, yeah, they, they they put together moments, but there was never just that's, like that's beautiful. Yeah, I, that's, dude, that's, my that's, that's my shit. That's you know Stan I mean? Hansen to a T. So like, yeah, yeah. and that's me. So like, I uh, it was a different. I don't know. I just never wanted to feel like that again. And sometimes I'll like look backstage and see like enhancement dudes that have only been here like two or three times, and they're like. They're not like looking at this as an opportunity. Mm. They're looking at it as like, oh, this is cool, right? Man, yeah, man we're all like yeah, here, like yeah. hanging out. And yeah. it's like, dude, I'm going to go out there and beat the living dog shit out of you. And you better be there for <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be, come at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that type of shit. Like, be hungry, dude. Like, and it's sometimes like I don't see the hunger. And that's when I get like AEW, like, I'm an AEW wrestler. Like, Come on, mother. you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it, yeah. I shouldn't be like that. No, you, no, but but you no. Sh- should not be like that because you're not taking it for granted. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. And I don't want to. That, passion, that's, passion, and, 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 and I was going to ask way. you this before we mentioned in Miami after the Bash of the Beach, which yeah. by the way, DDP did my uh, podcast a few weeks ago and was putting you guys over. Oh, I started on the plane. For his big dive that. that he did. He's like, yeah, yeah. And, and and he said, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Big dive. Yeah. Um, well, how did that feel for you, man? When 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 you tell us about how you actually got offered oh, and they the actually contract. Gave us, yeah. Yeah, it was it was after that the timing yeah the timing worked out really well because i you know things were it was just good with his band and like i had my own personal training company at the time and it was like things were getting to be it's like okay is like something gonna happen here right. where we just like we did text cody about earlier in the day and then he was like all right you know we'll talk tonight and, and we you know we felt good about the ddp match we felt like it went well and then we we're i think we we're eating it we we're eating at a restaurant like afterwards and I, I just i remember me and him were sitting there and i could see cody and nick like firing there, and like Cody had a huge smile on his face. He was waving us over, and I was just like, "Whoa, Andy, here we go, buddy." I think this is a, <laughs> the worst part. They moment, waited man. forever, though. I remember getting. We got to that bar at like eleven o'clock. Oh, yeah. like the place show in Miami. Over, yeah, yeah the show was place. over, God, and it was, was cool. We were all hanging out yeah. in that one area, a sports bar type. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. 
and time is going by and time is going by and i was like i'm i'm getting tired man i'm gonna <laughs> fall asleep here and i've eaten like twice already so like i'm gonna go I, and i literally was like tell, almost about to tell him like dude i'm gonna go back to the hotel and fall asleep i gotta t- i got a flight like oh, that's right. really early Denmark. In the morning yeah. Yeah. yeah i gotta go i gotta go international yeah and, but they uh, like it, yeah. it's kind of a bummer story i guess i, I don't know when it when it happened I've been, you know, I've honestly been dreaming of that moment for a long time. Decades. And it just, and it's like when it happened, I, I, like, I just, I feel, I just didn't say anything. I was just kind of like, uh huh, okay, yeah. yeah. It was just real, yeah. yeah. Cause I, and then even like, even when we were done, I was just still kind of in a state of shock. And like, he grabbed me and he was like, hey, come on, let's go outside. And he pulled me outside and he was just like telling me, like, what happened. Like, dude, this is a big deal you know what yeah. i mean it just I, I just couldn't it just didn't seem real you know what i mean and lenny thought he thought it was a rib he said are you ribbing, are you ribbing me dude it, it, you know what's what's so funny is like for, is a rib. for lenny in general like when they came in it was like not that he looked like he had ring rust on him or whatever mm-hmm. like that but it's definitely a different ball game like oh, yeah, this yeah. is a different ball game yeah. than what we've all been doing yeah. right yeah and i think that like at first he was getting his feet wet mm-hmm. and like everyone kind of expected him to be like Luther. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, he, right. you know, he's going to be bleeding and you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it took him a while to like get his feet wet. Dude, once him and John start him and Serpentico started like <laughs> touring or, uh, uh, t- uh, tagging together. It was weird at first, dude, they're my favorite tag team to watch now because it's such a crazy dichotomy that right. they have together. Well, we were talking, we were just talking about like passion, so happy passion and intensity and all that stuff. It's like, dude, like look at Luther. Like mm-hmm. look how much he stepped his game up. Yeah, you know, yeah. For as long it's as that incredible. guy's been around, like he's got new gear. He's Re- reinvented his yeah. whole mindset. For that. And he had, he, he had a similar situation in a match where he got blown up. Oh yeah. Well, he was, he was really sick got, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And he got, you know, messed up. Yeah. And like, dude, again, like it didn't deter him. And make no, him he sad. Harder. He worked his ass right. off, and he is where he is now. And that's what you have to do. Exactly. That's done. literally it's going to go one of two ways, right? And right. I, ne- exactly. I, I never want to dwell on that shit. So like the Mox match was a bummer for me, and even after the match, Mox goes, "Dude, we're going to wrestle a bunch more." Mm-hmm. I we know, I know it. So I was like, okay, and I, like that's I washed my hands of it. I was like, I just need to be better, and that's when it all started. But you guys have been in the spot basically since then. Well, you mentioned the thing with Eddie Kingston, where you guys were together yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And now you got the thing going with Matt Hardy. It's Matt. like you're in the mix now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels it feels great. Right and on. I think that that's like for the three of us, we have a motto which is just always deliver. And like we say it all the time. I say it to Eddie. Eddie says it now. It's just like always deliver. Like that's what, it. Basically, whatever they give us, you know, make it good. Exactly. Yeah. Do your best and to kick make ass. Good. And then like whether you you believe in it or you don't believe in it, like you're in it. So like the minute you're in it. Start believing it, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, this my Hardy thing was." It's a little ske- like for it was a little skittish for me. Yeah, I like, thought, it would be- oh my god, this is gonna like kill us because we're gonna they're gonna like, like it's too it's too different or something. And it's gonna be comedy but to be with uh, Matt with, to be with Matt in private party. party. And yeah. then the minute we started like filming stuff, it was the gel was there. Like yeah. we knew, I was like, "Oh my god, this and that's is, why it works because be there great. is such a dichotomy." Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And it's the cool part is is that they're letting us be us while they're them. And we're just making it awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I yeah. think that's the way to go where like, it's not going to make us look foolish and it's not going to make them look no. dark and brooding. And that's why they put you guys together once exactly. again, because it's different shades. Yeah. For I sure. feel like ECW was always good at that. Like yeah. taking two guys who didn't look like they would mix. 
but then giving them promos. The WWE used to be good at it too. Rock and Sock Connection, That's man. True too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so absolutely. It, it does come through. Yeah. So it looks like AEW might be traveling again soon and doing shows in other cities and places, and we'll talk about what that means and how that might work with Every Time I Die and Fozzie. But first, this friendly reminder from our pals at NHTSA. I know it can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a little bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Remember this, don't ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are and they cannot stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it could take a train over a mile to stop. Think about that, over one mile to stop. And by that time, it's too late and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it could end in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you just need to remember one thing. Please stop, because the trains can't. As we start to wind down here, are you guys excited? I just heard today that there's some talk about us going out and doing stuff with other in other cities and other places. Uh, excited about that? Dude, I would love to. It's... I feel like that first show when we have, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a full house, like, I feel like a lot of people are going to cry. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's you know, if you, if you don't, I mean, it's yeah. weird because you, you don't know, feel that. We've been man. on the road for so long, you know, rock and roll and wrestling is that it really was kind of, it took me a while to, to I guess it's almost like being like some kind of a drug addict or something where you haven't done it for so long. It took a while to wean myself out of it. Yeah. And now that I haven't traveled, it's like, I think this is what we do is yes. I love the idea of going to a new city and there's yeah. a new arena and what's the crowd going to be like? What's the hotel yeah. going to be like? Where's yeah. the yep. gym? Where's the place to eat? It's all part of the game. Thank God we have Jacksonville, but man, like, dude, I know exactly what to expect every yeah. week. I yeah. was so excited when we moved hotels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talking about that. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do, right? Yeah. We're, we are road dogs and like, yeah. man, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I, I, I didn't even think about this. Someone brought that up. Like, I mean, even here, like even the fans, you know what I mean? It's like, right. They can't. It's Wednesday. They can't come every week. We're still yeah. drawing, though. That's yeah. what blows me away. Incredible. I mean, incredible. thank the city of Jacksonville is so great. And made, so great to us. But, made. you know, the 600 people and the 1,000 people at the pay-per-view is great. But wait till we get to 5,000, oh, 6,000, and 10,000 like we oh. were doing. I mean, it just seems like this like this dream. You yeah. know? Do you want to know you, something? I don't, I don't know if you had this, though. Like, this is the first time I've been able to just be at home. Oh, I know. In 23 years. Oh, I know. So, like, I've... Yeah. I've I'm 43 and I've I've been touring longer than I haven't been touring. Right. So like the lifestyle of like getting in a vehicle and just going very far from home and like doing that, I have only done that. Yeah. And like the last time I didn't do that, I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so like mom and dad were baking me lunch. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. And then I went on tour with like $40 in my pocket yeah. because that's what I saved. You know what I mean? And went on a 30 day, 32 days. It is weird because like, like I can't see myself ever going to Europe for like four weeks again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it just seems like there's no way. But like, okay, right now this is, I think if anything, the pandemic has given us an opportunity to figure out how to tour smarter. Yeah. Right. And I don't think it's more, I don't think it's quantity over quality anymore. I think now as a band, you have to do quality over quantity. And well, that means, especially uh, not like I know shit, but I mean, especially for you guys with like established acts. I mean, like you're saying, yes, like, there's, sure. there's, like we're, we're never going to do a tour where we're at, at a chance of losing. Yeah, money. like eh, yeah, exactly. it's not worth. But it. right it now, the smarter way to tour is like, hey, we're we're a New York band, right? 
Let's go to the West. Let's fly to the West Coast. Let's rent gear, rent a van, and do a two-week tour, fly home. Yeah. yeah. Have have two weeks off. Yeah. Do the Midwest, have two weeks off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, screw getting in a van and for me. Yeah. Getting in a van and doing the 43 I can't you guys still tour. tour on a van. I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you why. You want to make as much money as you can, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing reason. is, is that, like, we've done tours where we did a split bill, yeah. you know what I mean, with someone where we got paid exactly the same amount of money. And when it's not that you're talking about money, but you're saying the tour is winding down. Hey, what are you doing after this tour? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just got to go home and work. Yeah, you, don't you know, that. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my girlfriend to Costa Rica. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, I've learned that like the quality of life is more important than like what I'm doing on the road. I don't need to sit in a bus. And I know that sounds insane. Like I, but there's so much downtime when you're on a bus, I would go crazy. Yeah. I if I was always that. on a bus. Yeah. So like, it's cool that like we can get, I, I like the tiny little com- like arguments about where you're going to eat, <laughs> like how long we have time to stop at the gas station or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like that. I like, I like arguing when, isn't it? Have you guys ever heard that? The Ramones never toured in a bus. It was, they always, oh, they always say to me. Yeah. They yeah. always did a van. I'm so far down. I could never tour and on a van again, unless they, it was a short run. They yeah. We did a run with, nonstop. Uh, with, with, with Slash a couple years ago. Where it was only like five dates through somewhere, and I was like, okay, we did the van hotels. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. but any more than five dates, I'd start losing. Sure. Yeah, start losing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 rich, rich choices are- to drive, and he goes to do this and load up the trailer, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. You guys are all grown <laughs> men. Yeah. You're not like, 19, w- <laughs> even though I'm 43, I'm still a little boy. So like, and that, in my head, I'm I'm gonna be a young kid for the rest of my life. That like, I I dude, I love the show's over. We're packed up. The van and trailer are there, and then this is going to sound insane <laughs> because it drives me oh so insane. But right now, I would pay every ounce of money I have to feel this moment of the show's <laughs> over. We discussed earlier that we we're going to drive to a hotel. We're going to drive 150 yeah, miles yeah. to a hotel, but then every member in my band decides they want to party that night. So they, <laughs> I, I don't drink, so like they party. And then it's like three in the morning and they're like, Andy, um, (laughs) it's on you, big guy. (laughs) We got to drive now. And you're like, awesome. I would pay everything for that that moment. Like everything. And that's like my, I remember there was one point in time where they did that to me six days in a row. dude. I didn't sleep for six days. dude. I was doing eight hour drives. Like that's what you just got to take up drinking one night just to get them away. I say it all the time though. I go, I go guys. Tonight might be the night. <laughs> like, I'll look at the bottle while they're drinking, and they're like, "Yeah, no, oh. no, <laughs> yeah, start freaking out." Who's the uh, if you, who's the coolest band that you ever opened for? Like the biggest band? Is there is there one that stands out, or like a festival that you did? We did a we did a, like a Coheed and Cambria Mastodon tour. Gotcha. In 2018, and man, that was like there wasn't a single ego on the tour, and we were all it was so the it was just it was like this like. You're walking around and like there was yeah. no like I wasn't trying to blow anyone off the stage. I just wanted to have a great show. Mm-hmm. And like the I knew the people were having a great show. And we were like the perfect like buzzsaw to go on first. And then Mastodon goes on second with like all this visual 
stuff, and then Coheed goes on, and it's just over the top. Coheed's bigger than Mastodon? They're huge. That's they were, crazy, I, isn't it? It was more yeah. of like a split bill. Like, gotcha. we were definitely yeah, the you. opener yeah, yeah. of the tour. You know what I mean? That I was, like uh, Brian Drayler. Brian Drayler, the last time I saw him, he was wearing a shirt that said, two-time Grammy Award loser. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the best. These, dude, that, they're all the they're great they guys. Up, Brand is nuts. They're all Brand cool. and Bill grew Bill, up yeah. in Rochester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, we kind of grew up with those dudes, mm. like, being around all the time. And then... This is the we took them on one of their first tours ever, Mastodons, back in two thousand and two or something like that. And then years later, two twenty years later, they take us on tour. It's always great when a band that you took out on tour ends up yeah, being yeah, the yeah. headliner. School later that works on, out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wow. rad though, man. Like, <laughs> like, and that was and you're watching two great bands. Yeah, it's, it's a good package, right? Yeah. yeah it's so it's it's just really, it, it, that was awesome. It was like for, I remember it was, for me it was always weird when I started telling people like other people like oh you're in a tag team and i'm like yeah yeah i'm teaming with my buddy andy and, you know he's like in a band and it was always like hard like to get people to realize like he's in a real band yeah. you know what i mean like he's not just he's in like a led zeppelin wide. cover band yeah, that yeah, plays yeah, in yeah. Buffalo, he's not playing on the weekends at yeah, the yeah, yeah, shop. No, he's yeah. Bending, yeah you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like you said it's it's a it's a cult following of music but like yeah they you know big it's a big cult yeah. he's been a professional yeah. for 20 and years with you i'm sure you probably sat on a record at one point in time, like you guys recorded a record. Oh, right now. And then you guys have a record in the can. It's ready to go. How long? Well, we, we're, we're calling it Chinese Fozocracy because yeah, it's been awesome. like over two years because we started recording before the pandemic. Then yeah. when the pandemic hit, you know, remember when it first hit? No one knew what was going on. Yeah, so we were shut down for six months. No one was yeah. doing anything. And which enabled us to hone and reshape. And then now we, I finished my stuff. A couple months ago, the last song just got just got so, mixed, mixed. We just got to get it mastered, but we're, we're just waiting like everyone else. Every time my dad was supposed to put a record out September 11th wow. of 2020. There you go. It was supposed to come out, and because of the pandemic, we held on to it. There's going to be songs on this record. It drops. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet. We're <laughs> I think we're announcing it this week, actually. Well, this will be after then because this won't come out <laughs> this week. Yeah. So, like, uh, at the beginning of October, we're going to release gotcha. the record. And... Um, there's songs on it that are two two and a half years old. It's yeah, crazy at this point. And like, dude, I think that if you're the same way with Fozzie, if you're gonna be in a band, that's the best band on earth. Yeah, and you should drive that home. That's right. When people hear this every time I die record, it's going to level us up. It's the best music we've ever written. Well, and that's what uh, that's what the band should say. I was I'm always waiting for a band to go. This is the third best record we've ever released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the best, but I feel pretty we, good about we've it. We've got the same two, though. The first song I tracked for this record was March of 2019. Wow. That's the first vocal that I did. Think about that. That's over two years ago. Yeah. And we don't even know this record might not come out till March of 22 right? at this point. Who knows, yeah. right? That's, that's a long time. But it's insane. There's no reason to put out a record if you can't tour on If you on can't tour on There's it. no reason this Absolutely. day and age. It just doesn't happen. So. And like that's the, I, I just if you're an Every Time I Die fan and you're listening to this, when you hear the record, you understand why we held off. Right. You know ours what I mean? It's one of those too. things. Yeah. It's just like, I'll tell you every record, every time I've ever put out, it's 12 to 10 songs. This one, there's 18 songs on it. Wow. So like, if anything, we even talked about like, we're like, dude, this, let's, how funny would it be if we like wrote an EP now and put it out before this record even yeah, came yeah. out? <laughs> just to be an asshole, just to be assholes. Like, here, we Can wrote six that? really just cool to be an songs. Asshole. Yeah, just to be an asshole, we're going to release this EP. Yeah, here you EP, go. Just to be assholes. <laughs> yeah. Last question for you guys as you can hear everyone's knocking on the door oh, yeah. here. Uh, what's your favorite match that you've ever had? 
Is the, is the one that stands out above the rest? Yeah. Singles, tag team, either one? I don't know. I would say at least that the bunkhouse match that we had here. That was great. That's one of the. That was a great match. I forgot I mean, about it's that in match. My, it's in my top five. Like, if it's not the best one we've had, it's like one of the biggest ones we've ever had. That was a great match. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Us versus Pac and Phoenix, I loved. Yeah, that was because that was a, that was a bit of a stretch for us because I remember it was we did the bunkhouse match, which went really well. Then I got a singles match with Pac the next week, which was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Huge. And then me and him main evented Dynamite for the first time the week after that, and we went over too. So it was, it was, it was against Pac and Phoenix. Pac and Phoenix, yeah. yeah. It was like I told him it was just. I remember that was around Thanksgiving, and um, we like watching the match back. Then I remember texting him. I was like, "Dude, like, you know, the company we work for and the people that work there is like that show just ended with two forty-year-olds from Buffalo, New York, with their hands raised. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a big <laughs> awesome. deal, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's and and worth and well worth there uh, there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah you know what I mean? Was, like, worthy was, of being there. Yeah. It was yes. so funny because like that. Like I said, we were kind of like we're kind of the workhorse tag team where it's like, oh, FTR's coming in. Oh, put him against Butcher yeah, Blade. Yeah. Like this, uh, put him Which against Which is nothing, Blade. that's a good position no, to be in. Yeah. I'm, that to me is happy. But like you read people online and they're like, oh man, these guys are jobbers. And I remember like reading one and I like, I never look at our record. I don't care if yeah. we're, we're winning or losing. Show business. And I looked, dude, it, we were 22 and 12. And I was like, what? <laughs> 22 and 12 is a winning record? Jeez, like, that's a great record. More. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What? We're doing okay. Yeah. Like, we're fine, dude. Like, <laughs> chill. Yeah, we probably lost two Yo, weeks. Yo, I have <laughs> one thing I want to bring up with you, and it's the Flat Earth dude. Oh. I, next time you have him on, I want to be on. All right. It, <laughs> what a deal. And only because I have three questions I want to ask him. And I don't want it to be an argument. Okay. I, and he's a very argumentative guy, because I listened to his yeah. podcast David Weiss. a while. And... I don't have any ill will towards him or anything like that. I just have three questions I have to ask him. All right. And I'm not going to give him away now. All right. Next time he's on. We will have him please, on. Please. We'll just have ask you him on. Three questions. He'll have answers for you. And I don't want to argue because he's. I don't want him to think that I'm coming at him. No, no. He, he, I, he, he would love to answer your questions. I do not want to come at him. Yeah. I, I just have three questions. That okay. Was it. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes. Can I give you. I got a please. one minute story. <laughs> please. I got a one minute please. story. First time, the first time we ever met. It's very brief. I, I did a lot of extra work for WWE, right. so I don't, and I don't expect anybody to remember me from being an extra boogeyman. Real, yeah, as Mister Jesse. <laughs> so we, I was in the ring training during the day, and I got out real quick. It's like one of my one of my first times being booked there. We were like rolling around the ring, and I remember it was like winter time, so I had like a runny nose or something like that. It's just, it's, it's a, I rolled out of the ring, and like my nose is running. This all happened in like two seconds. Roll out of the ring, a little out of breath, and went. Like, and then I turned around and you were right there. Whatever hand I used to go like this, I was, and I was like, oh, hey, man, I'm Jesse. <laughs> but to your credit, hold your hand out real quick. Yeah. You went like this. You go, oh, hey, man, I'm Chris, man. It's really nice to meet you. At the end of the fingers. Yeah, but yeah. you were really nice about it. And then when you walked away, I was like, man. <laughs> I remember thinking, that guy's on a lot of blow. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing, crazy thing. We talked about it. A while ago, but you and I have done every every download you've done. I've done. Wow, that's right. Oh, it's that's funny. Cool. I went back and looked, and it was. I think it's. I think we're at four. And every yeah. time you guys, yeah, every time yeah. I die is on. Every yeah, time, yeah, yeah. That's it's funny. Crazy. That's Different really cool. stages. We never met. Either. Yeah, no, we had never met until the first day you came here. Yeah, I remember it was back room or whatever. Only because Scott and a couple other people had said, "Yeah, hey, my friend Andy's coming." So and, and the, the funny download's thing, huge. Right? I read very huge. Yeah, they just had to postpone it again this year. I so. wrestled at one of them. Oh, did you? And I, 
Um, you were on it. You definitely were on the show. Yeah, I, I never wrestled those yeah. festivals. Like Valken tried to do it for me years. Uh, we'll hire. We'll bring. We'll book Fozzie if you wrestle. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Dude. Yeah, you're kind of no. But I'm not doing. It. That's my point that we said before. Yeah. I'm keeping these things separate. Yeah. If the only reason yeah. why you want Fozzie on the show is because you want me to wrestle, we're going to be on second. Yeah, yeah. on the day in the you know the hot dog stand down yeah. the road. You know, you it's rough, man. Yeah, it's like it's a hard thing. to Let's do. Let's never to... wrestle again on a festival. You know, <laughs> never wrestle again. On a I have to on my Christmas show, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. Dudes, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you, Chris. Chris. This is ripping.